Welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. All right, and finally, today, I'm excited to announce we are joined by our guest, Joel Ojeda. Thank you so much for being here today, Joel. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, and I'm excited to um, talk a little bit about myself and also at the same time get to know about uh, what to be radio. Awesome, man. Yeah, excited for this conversation ahead. Uh, Joel is here today to talk to us about his job as a employment services specialist. So uh, to get us started, can you tell us what exactly it means to be an employment services specialist and where do you do your work? Yeah, so um, employment services specialist is kind of a variety of things, actually. You got to be able to know what the job market looks like, um, first of all, um, and mostly in these weird times right now that we're going to kind of going through. But I do it mostly in um, the San Jose area. So Silicon Valley, majority of my work is done in San Jose, but we do have a satellite office here in Santa Cruz as well. So that's where I had initially gotten hired uh, when I first started with this nonprofit. So we are a nonprofit based out of San Jose. Uh, nonprofits, uh, the nonprofit uh, works closely with the Department of Re- uh, Rehabilitation of the state of California. So my job, in summary, my job is to try and get people with disabilities, either uh, mental disabilities, physical disabilities, or cognitive disabilities, a job. So try to uh, cut that gap um, between what they can and can't do pretty much. So what is that, how does that interaction get going for you? So say there's someone who has uh, some kind of disability or or disadvantage in, in, in the job market and they, they need your help. How do they go about getting your help? Yeah, so uh, we we start by assessing them first. So we uh, we do an intake, a one-on-one meeting with them, try to identify what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are, so that we can focus more on the on on the weaknesses. A lot of the clients that we take in are looking for the for a job for the first time, and they're between the ages of eighteen to. 50 years old so wow. you know it's, it's, it's a it's a large population of, of, of people and so identifying what they need help with first um, is the first steps so once we identify where they need help then we try to um, allocate what's called a prep plan mm-hmm. um, so how to prep them for for them to be interview ready how to prep them to be job ready so we go through a series of um, prep plan goals and any time that they meet that goal, we kind of uh, move forward. And any time they make progress, we got to report that progress back to the Department of Rehab so that they know that the um, taxpayer dollars that are going into these services are being utilized to its fullest potential, pretty much. So once we know what we uh, what they're what they need help with, we'll try to help them with what with, with, with they what they need to you know kind of work on so that they can be job ready. Yeah, that's awesome. That's 
I imagine, I hope, a, a fulfilling position you're in. Let's talk about how you got there in the first place. Can you tell us a little bit about your education background and where you're coming from that led you to get this role? I graduated from the University of Santa Cruz in 2018. So before I even graduated, I was looking for opportunities in the Santa Cruz County area so that I can stay in Santa Cruz. I'm actually originally from Orange County. My plans were to stay here as long as possible. I love Santa Cruz. It's, it's beautiful here. Um, I love the people. So I wanted to kind of make this community mine. So I started applying for jobs as a senior in college, and I came across this opportunity through uh, Craigslist, actually. It was a job posting on Craigslist for someone to support and assist clients at the job sites. So um, that uh, position itself was called the job coach. So the job coaching gig was you present yourself at these uh, job sites where a lot of the clients are placed at through, through the nonprofit and support them. So try to be the liaison between the employer and the employee, mostly because a lot of employers are not trained or have the necessary trainings to, to deal with people with disabilities. And so you try to be that, that, that middleman um, between the employer and the employee so that the employee can get the best out of their job and then the employer can have the support needed without having them utilize their resources or their employees to kind of assist our clients. So that's actually how I started as a job coach. After a year of job coaching, there was an opening for the employment services specialist, uh, which required me to work out of the San Jose office. So that, that was the move. I commute from Santa Cruz to San Jose. And so the employment specialist is kind of like the position above the job coaching. So the employment specialist is the one that places the clients at these job sites and then assigns job coaches to these job clients this is for to these clients so that these clients can feel supported at their job sites. What, what did you, I'm curious what you studied in undergrad. And if you thought even at that time when you were in college, that this is going to be the kind of job you would get into. Yeah. I, well, I majored in psychology. I graduated with the bachelor's in psychology and a minor in education. So my thoughts in college were I'm going into the school system. You know, I love working with students. I love working with uh, with mostly underrepresented, um, marginalized communities. Um, so I, I used to work for Watsonville High School for a little bit. I loved the job. I've got a big smile on my face because that's where I graduated. Okay, from. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I worked at Watsonville High School, one of the EAOP um like advisors there. So I assisted a lot of like students with um, kind of getting that like spark started and getting them thinking about college. Um, Watsonville High School is actually uh, um, a great example of like marginalized communities because a lot of the students there are students of color, students of low income communities. Um, so um, I initially thought that was that was like my calling type of thing, um, working with students. But after um, getting into um, working with people with disabilities and stuff like that, um, and found that I was actually pretty good at at um, you know advocating for for these clients with disabilities and uh, 
and uh, assisting and supporting our employers and our clients simultaneously, I, I kind of, you know, turned a little more towards working for, for that rather than working in the school system. And you worked at, you had the EAOP position at Watsonville while you were a student at UCSC? Yes, correct. Yeah, okay. I, I was interning. Um, I was interning at UC Santa Cruz. And so the internship position required me to um, commute to Watsonville High School every morning to uh, work there for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I'm curious, you mentioned that uh, you found your your pretty good at, at the employment services position and you feel that that's a, a place that's good for you to be. What what skill sets do you think you have or um, either innate or acquired that make you confident in this job? Um, I think uh, it's mostly the, the fact that I'm able to um, speak to, to employers, you know, that my getting in contact with employers first is, 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 is tough. You gotta, you gotta like, call literally almost every day because either oh it's they're they're busy or they can't take your call right now so you got to really be persistent and know what you're going to have to say in order you're in order to like pitch that our client is the is is the right employee for for that position that they're looking for, to fill so it's it's a lot of people skills for sure um, so I, I'm, I feel like I'm very good at that and also just being patient as well. So I have a lot of patience de dealing with, with employers and, and having the patience to deal with, with, um, clients with all spectrums of disabilities, because you, you, I mean, if you, if you, if you don't have the patience to deal with, a, uh, with someone with disability, then, then the job might not be for you, you know, you, you got to be really patient with these, with the, with the clients. So patience, uh, people skills, and just ability to advocate. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been advocating for a lot of clients. And um, as my first year as an employment services specialist, I was actually able to match the numbers of, of the, of my supervisor. So my supervisor was like one of the top place. She had the most placements throughout the year. And, um, I was actually going hand in hand with her and she was like, this is the first year I've ever actually ever had someone like go hand to hand with me uh, in regards to like how many clients are, have been placed at these job sites. Well, that sounds amazing. I, I have happy goosebumps hearing you talk about that. It's, it's, I, first of all, I, I've never, I didn't know anything about what this type of job would be, right? So it's interesting to hear you tell me uh, uh, from, uh, you gotta give me an insider perspective. It sounds amazing. You have such a uh, wonderful, uh, what's the, what's the, like a, uh, a humanitarian positive job and to hear you be really good at it that's awesome so where where do you think some of these skill sets developed like did you did were you are you just a naturally patient guy did you have you know annoying siblings growing up where where did some of this come from no i actually don't have a lot of i mean i have two siblings i definitely did not have a lot of patience with them that's uh, <laughs> i'm not going to come in here and say you know i was the most patient um <laughs> older i'm the oldest of three so okay. um you you know you automatically kind of fall into that father figure or like that like got to take care of your brother's type of responsibilities and stuff but no i think my patience kind of started 
when I when I came here to Santa Cruz, man, I, the, the 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 people, the environment, you know, being close to the beach and stuff like that, it's just it's really kind of turned my life around. And uh, just you know, navigating the um, the school system too, just learning to be more independent, learning from other people, uh, hearing other people's stories, stuff like that just kind of humbles me down. It also like keeps me grounded as well. So yeah, it's, it's definitely been a process for me because I was not the most, I wasn't that patient coming here. And so it's definitely been something that I've uh, been working on. And even just through the job itself, like I think me going in, I didn't even know what employment uh, services specialist was because at first I had trouble, you know, trying to figure out what it was as well. So kind of went in there blindsided. And, um, and I think that uh, I also made the position mine in some sense, because I obviously I was given some, some job responsibilities, but at the same time, I kind of tailored those, those job responsibilities to kind of meet my comfort as well. So it's, it's been a process. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM in Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today we're speaking with Joel Ojeda and learning about his career journey to becoming an employment services specialist. So now to get into it, before finding any job opportunities, what steps do you take to prepare the client for said job opportunity? Once you identify what, what, they, what they lack or what they need help with, you assist them with that. So most of the time our clients come in with no resume or no interviewing skills because they've never had a job before or they've never interviewed before. Um, or sometimes you got to get creative and somehow create a resume for someone that has no work history. So you really got to get creative with that part. So yeah, so I, uh, what I do is I got to build a resume for, for clients. So I build a resume through uh, their work history or their work experience or volunteer experience. So I build the resumes for them. And I also build cover letters for them. So I got to do both um, for our clients. A lot of our clients are also not very tech savvy or, not, or unable to have uh, access to a computer. So you got to take care of that part for them. Second thing is Finding job interests, you want to make sure that the clients are happy with their employment. You want to make sure that this employment, uh, this, uh, employment is long-term. So we try not to place our clients in temporary positions or seasonal positions. We want to make sure that they're there for a long period of time if possible. Uh, so identifying um, the employment types and stuff like that would be the next steps. And after that is just pretty much submitting applications on their behalf. Again, a lot of them do not know to, do not know how to navigate um, job search uh, engines or even a computer as a whole sometimes. So you got to submit the applications for them. And once you submit the applications for them, you got to follow up on those applications. So you got to do some cold calling. Um, try to navigate some of the HR offices, um, try to speak to someone that's in charge, either a hiring manager, assistant manager, or um, a recruiter. So um, getting in contact with, with the recruiters or hiring managers can take some time. So sometimes you, 
you're looking at like a two to three week process. Yeah. And then once you um, actually get in contact with the hiring managers or the recruiters, you got to convince them why your why your client is best is the best fit for um, for the position they're trying to fill. Um, you got to advocate and also let them know that uh, their disability will not get in the way of the success of um, the client as an employee. And you also got to provide the support that we that we that we offer as an organization. Again, the job site support, the um, trainings on how to deal with people with disabilities. Um, so we offer all those those services to our employers so that they can kind of have a an incentive to to hire our clients as their employees. Have you ever faced a situation in which uh, maybe um, you helped a client get a get a job with an employer, and that employer might not have been particularly great at knowing how to how to handle the, your client or how to help your client. Have yeah. you have you hit, hit a situation like that where you've had to pull said client from the employer and take them elsewhere? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, we've had uh, several instances like that, uh, mostly with um, level entry positions where. Let's say you're you place a client at a grocery store. Grocery stores have sometimes like two general managers and like three assistant managers. So then you got five people that are that are in charge that might not be on the same page. So we've had some instances where you know our clients get hired through one of the hiring managers, but then the assistant manager or the or one of the other supervisors does not like the the work ethic or the or the type of work that our clients are, are are doing so then they get let go you know they they get fired they they are um dismissed or stuff like that so yeah we've had instances where we had to pull our clients out and place them elsewhere or we've had instances where like we've had to get in there and like try to you know hey you cannot fire our clients based on this and that that's because of their disability, because then you start getting into some legality issues and, you know, discrimination issues and stuff like that. So there's a very fine line, you know, in all that. So you really got to make sure that wherever you place the client is a, is a suitable environment for them to succeed. Otherwise they're going to get fired yeah. within, within 30 days. Yeah. It's a big deal. You're, it takes a lot of research to make sure you're placing them correctly. So um, uh, we have a, another question. Can curiosity, I suppose. Do you have maybe a um, a most satisfying moment so far on your job? Yeah, um, I think every every time you place a client is a satisfying moment. Obviously, some are some hit you a little harder than others, and I actually just got chills. Yeah, kind of saying that. But yeah, every every any moment that you you're able to assist and help someone. In, in need or or with this disability and and change that their lives around is a satisfying moment for sure um there was one instance in particular um it was um there was this one elder elderly lady that wanted to work and she had no need to work she was on you know living on her social security and whatnot her disability money from the state or, and whatnot she wanted to work but she hasn't worked in like 10 years. I think she's submitted a, a resume 
where she hadn't worked since like the early 2000s or like so i'm like okay well this how do we explain this large gap in your employment you know so um yeah we got we got pretty creative with their with with her resume um i asked her a few questions like hey have you done any volunteer experience or what do you do at home that you can probably you know what are some soft skills that, that that you have that might be like transferable skills um that you can apply to a job and stuff like that so and she was on a cane like she's work she's walking on the cane and she can not do she can do very little physically and she's not tech savvy honestly she was on my caseload for about eight months and she would not give up she she wanted to work and i'm like okay well we're gonna keep trying we're gonna find a job for you and yeah, about uh, eight to nine months into our caseload, usually clients don't last in our caseload maybe more than two months, three months max. But she she was she, she wanted to work, and so we made it happen. Um, we placed her at a church, um, and she was doing um, just small office assistant jobs like labeling, name tags, picking up, sanitizing tables and small jobs. And she, she wasn't getting paid much, but you know, just having her, ha- having her like feel like she's a part of something made her really happy. And she was only working like 10 hours a week, but that, that just made her really happy. And she would call me and she would still like email me, leave me voicemails and like, Hey, this and this happened. I'm so happy. Or Thank you so much. You turned my life around. It's so like little things like that really do, you know, make that long struggle of finding her a job worth it. Absolutely. What What does it look like on the client end to to be on a caseload? Like, so what what did that look like for this for the woman as she was on she was on caseload for eight months? What What does that mean to her? Some clients, depending on their disability, too. Um, some clients. Um, suffer from like you know men's mental instability and stuff like that so if they don't get a job within a month or two then they start getting a little discouraged they start feeling like they're they they don't have enough skills or they don't they're not enough or you come through a lot of like emotions for sure being on a caseload for too long I think for her she she, she kept a positive mindset and I think that that really just kind of made a difference um because after the third or fourth month she could have been like okay maybe working is not for me mm-hmm. i'll just you know continue to go on my own and stuff but it's definitely a mindset that it's a, it's a variety of emotions from and it varies really a, a lot within the clients so we have a, our classroom teacher is making a good point here and a question he has in that um the the students that are listening are in eighth grade and would you know they're graduating and they soon will be applying to different things also with no experience so or little experience i should say uh can you give an example of of advertising yourself to be able to get a job with having little actual job experience yeah um definitely so little things like that you can do at home kind of sometimes transfer over um and those are skills that you can utilize at work for example some of our clients that are coming out of high school and um, don't have a work history, but maybe volunteered. So uh, I think volunteering is a big, is a big thing, first of all. So if you're doing community service, if you assisted your, your neighbor with some gardening, if you assist your mom with some food prep, if you 
taking care of your grandparents because they're little older that need more assistance. If you maybe take care of your grandparents' medication, those are all skills that you can actually utilize and put on a resume. So not necessarily as a work history, but transferable skills. So assisted at home with food prep, which included cutting um, vegetables or uh, seasoning the meats or et cetera, or, you know, assisted at home with uh, elderly care uh, by monitoring medications, assisted with groceries uh, and errands. And so there are jobs out there that like require people to have those skills or that experience. You can be a caregiver, you can be a food prep uh, cook at a restaurant or at a at a cafe or deli and stuff like that. So even though you don't necessarily have the work history, you have the skills and you build those skills at home. Gardening, painting, if you if your parents do construction or if your parents are doing a project at the house and you assisted with uh, you know prepping for, for painting or you assisted with the building of a furniture piece or something like that. All those stuff is all that stuff is, is things that you don't realize is experience, but you, it's, it's definitely something that you can build on as you go into the job force. Well, we are out of time. Uh, I think everything you've had to say has been really wonderful, and I hope our kids have learned a lot today. I, I, I mean, it, it's been a lot of fun for me, and, and I, I hope you've had a good time too. So thanks for coming on, man. I definitely did. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and this is our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Joel Ojeda, who is an employment services specialist. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays, stream online at ksqd.org, or visit our website, yfilb.org, for more ways to listen. Thank you, and see you next time.